The Child Self-Confidence, Episode 283. Welcome to The Child Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetowofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yap-Chan, and today I have a phenomenal lady on the show. She is an author, a novelist, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Rowan Hisayo Buchanan. Rowan, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Hi, so yes, I am indeed a novelist. I also write some short stories and I've written essays. So the thing that's really exciting in my life at the moment is my novel, Armless Like You, is being published in the UK by Scepter, which is part of Hachette at the moment. And it's coming out in February in the US, being published by Norton. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. And that's been a big thing in my life lately. I've also had um, short pieces in the Harvard Review, Guernacher, NPR Selected Shorts, and Tri-Quarterly, as well as a few other small places. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And congrats on your new book. I know a lot of people have been like sharing it on Facebook, as I noticed on your profile, everyone's just like showing off your new book. So it's really exciting. And um, I can't wait till it, you know, reaches to the US and see how much more um, excitement you'll get there. And Rowan, what's your cultural background? I tend to describe myself as a Japanese, British, Chinese, American human being, which is complicated, but I enjoy it. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And what would be your favorite self-confidence quote? So there's this art critic and thinker who I really love, even though, yes, he is an old white man. And there's an interview with The Guardian when the person he's talking to is like, you're really confident. And he says this thing. I actually think of myself as quite a shy person, although I know I give the impression of someone much more confident. I think what I do is have the capacity to listen to the to the other, even if the other is an opponent. That leads in all senses of the word to an engagement. I know that's not sort of super snappy or Instagrammable, but to me, what's really beautiful about that is the thing that's confident about him isn't that he's sitting around thinking like, am I confident? Am I not confident? He's listening to the person who he's either talking to or debating with. And I think that's what's really charming about confident people. They're not just so wrapped up in themselves. I love it. And it's true, right? I mean, you know, we can always listen to the other person and, you know, we can learn so much from them as well. And, you know, like you said, confidence is not always about me, me, me. It's about learning also to serve other people. So, you know, I I like that quote that you mentioned. It's the first time I've heard it. And, you know, confidence can mean a lot of things, right? And like for you, in your own words, how would you define it? So... I remember that I used to feel really bad about having poor self-confidence, which I think is pretty self-fulfilling if you're going to beat yourself up about that. But then I realized that I was missing out on interacting with other people. And so, sort of as I mentioned, for me, self-confidence, instead what it means is finding something that you believe in and you love and believing and loving in that, loving that thing is more important to you than your self-worth at any minute. So for me, that was writing. I I remind myself every single day that all the time I spend thinking, like, am I a good writer? Am I a bad writer? I could actually just be writing or reading or improving my work in some way. And the confidence that I have comes in the confidence and my belief in the thing that I really want to do. I like that definition. And I mean, if there's something that we love to do, we're going to do whatever it takes to get it done. Like for you, writing. 
it didn't matter if you started out as a bad writer or not. I mean, you just went ahead and started writing regardless of the circumstances. And I mean, now it's like, you know, you have books coming out, you write short stories. So, you know, it's really great to see that, you know, you can just start just start and then see where it goes and and it's great you get to do what you love which is something that most people can't do because or not can't do it's just they feel like they can't do it because of limiting beliefs you just said i love to write i'm going to write and and that was it so thanks for sharing that and what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence so when I was much, much younger, I was very, very, I was a, when I was a child even, I was bullied and I was very, very sad and I was very lonely. And for a long time after that, it made it very hard for me to talk to people or to put myself out there at all because when you put yourself out there, you're taking a risk and you're allowing people to see you. And if they see you, they might hate you. And, you know, for I think a lot of people who've been bullied, you just sort of want to hide and not be seen by anyone. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who kind of go through the same thing, right? Thinking they're the only ones who feel this way, not knowing that, you know, bullying is such a, you know, such a topic and it's such a thing that we still have to, you know, help kids around, especially, right? They just feel like they can't be themselves because if they do, someone might, you know, bully them, whether it's verbally or physically. And, you know, it's such an important topic to bring up, especially when it comes to self-confidence. Um, you know, we've seen so many horrific you know, events that leads to bullying, right? Like pe uh, kids or teenagers kind of committing suicide and stuff because they just feel like they're not worthy anymore as a person. And I even remember watching a movie. Um, it was a fictional movie, but, you know, it was about this girl who was really bullying this, this other person for no apparent reason. And really, when the person is bullying, you know, the other, it's like there's something about them, too, that they hate about themselves that they want to kind of like pass on to other people so um you know it's it's crazy right and hopefully something like this can you know start to die down and have a solution to it and you know it was your aha moment when you realized you were more than enough that you were worthy to you know do the things that you want to do be your authentic self um what was that point in your life oddly it came from fear which i know maybe I'm glad something good came from that, which was I was working, I had an internship to be a business consultant and many people do that and they're really empowered and they love their jobs, but I, it really wasn't for me for a lot of reasons. And I sort of looked into doing other things and they weren't the thing I wanted to do in my life. And for a very long time, I thought being a writer was something impossible, like being a dragon or being the queen. Like maybe somebody got to be the queen, but that person was definitely not going to be me. And then as I looked around the world and I was like, no, there is this one thing and I do it all the time, but I had never thought it was something I could do professionally. I thought I have to try. I have to try because even if I fail at this now, that would be better than spending the rest of my life hating myself for not trying. And once I made that decision, which felt pretty sudden, but I'm sure I had been building up to, it had a lot of knock-on effects. Like I had to reach out to other people because if I didn't, how would I learn about how they saw the world? How would I become a better writer? And I had to reach out to people to share my story so that they could give me feedback and tell me what wasn't working and what was working and be strong enough to take that. And I had to, when people would invite me to go do things, even they didn't obviously have to do with writing, the part of me that wanted to curl up and hide would go, no, I would go, no, no, you, we can't curl up and hide because there's a whole world out there. And if you don't see it, how on earth will you find true things to write about? That's not to say I write just nonfiction, but more sort of things that feel true. And so it sort of changed 
this one decision to follow the thing I loved most changed how I viewed almost everything I encountered. I love it. And, you know, people see fear as a bad thing, right? You saw it as a good thing. It's like, you know, this is my chance to step it up, even if it scares me to death. I mean, most people hold back because of fear, right? They're too scared to do this or too scared to do that. And, you know, I was the same. I was always too scared to do anything. So I was always afraid of what other people might think of me or they might think I'm this crazy Asian. But, <laughs> you know, in the end, action is the only cure to fear, right? I mean, whether it's trying to do, do a video on YouTube trying to write your first book, uh, doing a podcast, it all starts with action. And the more you keep on doing it, that's when the fear becomes less. Because when we think about it, fear is just an illusion. It's just all in our heads. And when we realize that, then we can just go out and do it. I mean, if people just, you know, saw everything as no fear, and it's just fearless, and you have like, you know, infinity, infinity amount of times to keep on trying, I'm sure, you know, we would be out there doing it all the single time, like every single time. So, you know, I really love that you created, um, you, that you saw fear as something good and made you, you know, do the things that you love to do, like writing. And, you know, because of that, what's your life been like now? So I get to tell people I'm an author and they look at me like, aren't you a bit young, a bit like, you know, I'm, I look much younger than I am, possibly think a lot of Asian American women experience this. People guess your age totally wrong. So I definitely get some sort of looks like, but aren't you a child? And I get to go, no, I wrote this book. It's out there. It's in the world. And I got to go into bookshops and see it really be there. And that has been incredibly magical. It doesn't mean that I don't still sometimes worry or beat myself up. I wish I didn't, but I do. Still, like, I think... One of the things is that you don't like suddenly become a self-confident person who's self-confident all of the time. But the same things that get you to write your book or do whatever it is that somebody else loves, like starting a business or, you know, you sort of remind yourself, okay, but this task, this thing that I do, I love it. I love this and I believe in it. So even though, yes, I wake up and I'm like, everyone will hate my book. Will anyone buy my book? Oh, no. I, okay, next project, slowly, slowly, like, let's make a good paragraph. Or if we can't do a good paragraph, I'm going to do a good sentence or even just choose one good word. And that keeps me going. And I, it has kept me going to the point where I had a book and it still every day. And even if, because of sort of that past being very sad and sort of being very, I do, I suffer from depression, but I think it's funny, even though you have that thing that you deal with, that's very sad okay but I love this thing so even if I can't write today I'm going to read or I'm going to find things to think about in the world and then channel it back into my work and I think that's something that's still really important to me. Thanks for sharing that and you know I'm really um, grateful that you're so honest right I mean you know self-confidence is always something that it's a, a forever like journey while you're on earth and you know something we're always you know open to learning new things we always you know, have new challenges, like even though you said that you're suffering through depression, you keep going regardless of the circumstances, whether it's putting, you know, a new word, a new sentence, a new paragraph. And, you know, that's one more word that, you know, you didn't do yesterday or one more paragraph that you didn't do yesterday. I mean, it's like you have one more word today, you have one more paragraph that could lead to a full book. I mean, even, even if it took you 10 years, I mean, it's better than not doing anything better than like sitting on the couch and eating Doritos all day. So, you know, I'm really, you know, glad that you're able to share that. And, you know, to the woman who's listening to your episode, you know, she may be in her own journey of self-confidence. What would be that one tip you would give to her? I would say, as you were saying, it's a journey and it's okay. It's okay if you aren't magically suddenly self-confident, because I think that is something we have as a society of this rhetoric, like 
oh, self-confident people are attractive, self-confident people are this. And you're like, but I'm not self-confident, so what do I do? And that's okay. It's okay to doubt yourself. It's okay to sometimes not feel good. But rather than focusing on that spiral, find a thing that you love. Whatever it is, if it's writing, if it's drawing, if it's accounting or podcasting or caring for a child or a sibling or running a marathon, then just having that love will help. And it will help because as long as you have that thing that you love, that you want to fight for, you'll also fight for your right to do it. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, that was a really great tip. You know, sometimes we forget, you know, when we just keep going, when we keep on doing the things that we love, you know, that's when we can create that true magic where we can be our true selves, have that freedom that we we want and, you know, just go out there and live our our life, the, the life that we've always dreamed of, the life to our design. So thanks for sharing that. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or wanted to pick up a copy of your book, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Yes, so you can buy my book from, at the moment, uh, Waterstones in England or Amazon.co.uk and you can pre-order it on Amazon.com in America. It's called Harmless Like You. My name is Rowan Hisayo Buchanan. I'm also on Twitter as sort of the little Twitter at sign and then Rowan spelled R-O-W-A-N-H-L-B. I have a website which is RowanHisayo.com, which is Rowan, spelled the same way, R-O-W-A-N, Hisayo, H-I-S-A-Y-O. From there, I'm sure you can find links to Instagram and other stuff. But I would love to hear from anybody who listens to this podcast, I guess. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Rowan, you can also head on over to the thetowofselfconfidence.com and search for Rowan's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else we talked about. And I really just want to thank Rowan for taking the time to share her tips, to share her journey and story on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. It's been really enjoyable. And Good to think about too, these questions for myself. It was a pleasure to have you on. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free audiobook by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.